G'day, dorks, and welcome to Lords of Dorktown, a podcast all about anime, cartoons, and video games. I'm your host, Philip, and the dork joining me tonight is John Rowe. How are you, buddy? Very good, bro. Very, very good. How you doing? Good, mate. Mate, backing up. Back-to-back weeks of J-Row in the house. Back-to-back. I mean, I, I, feel, I feel like um, me saying I felt left out really had an had a impact on you, obviously. <laughs> uh, really? Because I think the only reason you were back-to-back is because we accidentally recorded a two-hour episode <laughs> last week on one topic that we had planned. <laughs> <laughs> I think that turned out very well, actually. How Before, are you feeling after the big mammoth two-hour video game awards episode last week? Really good. I think I think we both got lost in the source. Um, oh, we got we yeah, man. We fell deep into that. <laughs> I was like, I still can't believe, man. Like we literally sat down and were like, oh yeah, half an hour, half an hour on game awards, and then half an hour on the topic we're covering today, and um, like. It wasn't until I checked the recorder and it said like an hour and 15. I was like, oh man, we fucked up. (laughs) We're only halfway down the list. Oh no. (laughs) Uh, So what's been going on since we saw you last, buddy? Um, Not a lot, really. I had a a nice uh, birthday dinner on the weekend. I got a little bit sourced and then I backed that up with a 40-minute game of basketball, hungover. That was fun, I'll tell you what. (laughs) Oofed. Was it your uh, birthday on the weekend? No, not my birthday. Um, oh, someone else's I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck me!" <laughs> that like way, you were mad dog. You already told everyone you have no idea when it is. Last episode, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were telling me off off mic. Uh, you just started playing the League of Legends mobile game. Yeah, they've finally. Well, I think it might still be in a in the final beta test. I'm not sure if everyone's got access, but I, I ended up with access to it a couple of days ago. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been, I've been giving that a quick burn. Um, i tell you what, very, very well done. Uh, you wouldn't expect much less from Riot. I mean, they've got... They're such a profitable money. company, but, yeah, they've got so much money. But, um, yeah, really smooth, really well done. Um, I'm, I haven't had, really had any connection issues yet, which is great. A lot of people do complain about that, though. So I guess if your internet's not that great, you might have a, you might have a problem. But yeah, really good. Uh, you're gonna have to download it, Phil. I I implore you to download it, and we'll play together. Yeah, yeah, I know I'm gonna have to. Man, I have so little free time, and I know it's just gonna eat away at me. Oh, because like mobas and like a mobile moba as well. Like that is that is dangerous <laughs> for me. Hey, like that, that's. That's those, my kryptonite, buddy. That's tw- not good. 20-minute bathroom breaks for a quick quick, <laughs> quick sesh. Um, but yeah, the, the games do go for like 20 or 30 minutes, even if some of them longer. Mm. So I suppose that's that's um, that's anime time you're really cutting into there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a... Well, a bit of a big news happened this week. Oh, I mean, it's not big news, but you would have probably seen all the promotions around. But bloody... Guess what's back at Macca's, mate? The McRib and the El The McRib. So I went in on a McRib today, first time since it's been back, and bloody hell, 
I've been hoodwinked again. I've been absolutely hoodwinked. Every <laughs> time the McRib better. comes out, I, every time it comes out, I'm like, yeah, man, the McRib's awesome. McRib sucks, man. It's just a fucking <laughs> so bad. barbecue sauce log on a long roll it's, with fucking heaps. It is so, so fucking bad. bad. <laughs> Honestly, I can track down the point where my, I got brainwashed into thinking the McRib was the best sandwich, like the best burger ever. And it was that Simpsons episode. Bro, that's exactly with what the McRib in it. <laughs> the Krusty Krab McRib, or whatever it's called. Yeah, I, I'm thinking the exact same thing when I'm when I every time I think to order it, I'm like, no, Homer really liked it. Exactly. <laughs> I've I got brainwashed from an episode of Simpsons I watched like 11 years ago, 12 years ago. Like it is still probably it's watched amazing. it 15 times. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that how well that is burnt into my brain, and uh, like it's got me every time. Every time the McRib comes yeah. back, I buy it. Just, every time, I'm like, just, oh, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, some something in the back of your head just says, "No, I'm gonna enjoy it," and it, it's exactly the same for me. It's that bloody episode of The Simpsons. I think about it every oh, time I see the McRib. It's if if I mean, I'd love to think that someone planned that, and it's the greatest bit of marketing. In the history of the world, just brainwash uh, the youth yeah. of the nation and and the world. <laughs> Did you try the El Maco as well? That one's back. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't doing a two burger stop today. I just have you ever had? I think El Maco? no. El Maco is completely new to me. Is it good? I'll tell you. It 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 would taste exactly like a taco your your folks would have made if they ever made you one. Like the classic Australian taco is exactly what it tastes like. So wait, beef, beef mince, onion, sour cream, and that's it. Not even, not even the sour cream, really. It's more, it's more that, oh. um, it's more that jar tomato salsa. Like the taco oh. sauce salsa is pretty much exactly mm. what they use. And then yeah, le- lettuce, Stra- tomato, cheese. Australian Mexican seasoning, the you, worst. Yeah, seasoning. you smell it. You, I, well, I smell it, and it reminds me of like tacos when I was six years old. <laughs> Not anymore. I'll have to. I'll try it next time I go going through Macca's. I'll, I'll go through. But man, I haven't been hitting Mickey D's up. I've been on like a KFC tear, like you wouldn't believe. I had KFC tonight. Dirty, <laughs> Dirty Bird is Dirty Bird is ruining my life once again. Oh, that's so. And funny. it's the bloody. So I figured out something with KFC and I don't know if if I'm a genius or if I'm an idiot, but I can't even I don't even know if I've talked about this on the pod before, but I'm gonna bring it up again. So my problem with KFC is I hate the taste of old fried chicken. Like fried chicken that's been sitting there for like longer than forty five minutes, I think it's just gross. Yeah. Something about the the sliminess of it change I don't like it. So and I hate the bread at KFC. I hate the burger buns. I think they're awful. Yeah, genuinely awful. So I never get a burger. Do you like the dinner rolls? I love the dinner rolls. Continue. (laughs) But I I never get a burger, and I only go chicken if I can get fresh chicken, or I just roll the dice. And if if it's not fresh chicken, I I I know I'm not going to like it. Yeah. But the other day, I happened to be near a KFC the second it opened. Like, I mean, I saw them turn the lights on and open the doors. I was like, man, I'll go through. And in my brain, I was like, oh, if I'm the first one through the door, I'll get the freshest chicken. And I was right. I had the four best bits of chicken and the six best Wicked Wings I've ever had in my life. That is... 
very smart idea, but they open pretty early, don't they? 10 o'clock. <laughs> 10 o'clock. So, like, if I'm near a KFC and it's 10 o'clock now, or even it's 10.05, I'm getting it. Like, in that 30-minute window, I'll go there. Oh, man. <laughs> I've got the complete KFC's opposite a breakfast food. They close at 10 o'clock, right? So, you, mm-hmm. you go in at between, like, 9.40 and closing time. And as you go through the drive-thru, you just say, yo, you got anything like you're going to throw out? And you'll be shocked and amazed at the amount of food you can get just by asking, yo, have you got anything you're going to throw out? Oh, man, I I know the drive-thru lady's name by, off, like, (laughs) name and face by, off by heart, man. She's on my Christmas list now. Like, if I... (laughs) Give her a card. Shout out to my girl, shout out to my girl Leah working at the KFC, man. If I... If I'm going through the drive-thru and there's stuff you're going to go throw away, Leah, hit me up, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the last time I crack did it, I ended the... up with about 100 pieces of popcorn chicken, which is amazing. Oh, yeah, let's man. get into it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they haven't... Oh, wait. just You mentioned popcorn chicken, so they haven't brought back... Do you remember when they were doing the $10 buckets of popcorn chicken? Yes, sir. Man... I honestly think that month and a half they were doing ten dollar buckets of popcorn chicken shaved maybe fifteen years off my life expectancy. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> you spent three hundred dollars just on popcorn chicken. That oh month. yeah, oh yeah. Uh, there was one day where I got two buckets of ten dollar popcorn chicken. Like that is so much popcorn chicken. That's a lot of popcorn oh, wow. chicken. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's insane. Uh, yeah, so we should probably crack on to the episode this week. So we were supposed it. to do this last week, and I think we even mentioned it at the end of uh, last week's episode, but we're covering Black Clover Season 1. Let's bloody get into it, mate. Astra and Yuno, two orphans raised in the outskirts of the Clover Kingdom. In a world where people are born with magic, Asta was born without any. In contrast, Yuno was born a prodigy with above-average magical powers and the talent to control it. In a coming-of-age ceremony, Yuno receives a rare four-leaf clover grimoire, once belonging to the original magical emperor. On the other hand, Asta receives a tattered grimoire, with a devil lying within. Can a nobody born without magical power truly become the wizard king and stand above all others as the guardian and protector of the kingdom? Find out as we dive in to Black Clover Season 1. So Black Clover season one, mate. Man, this uh, this is an interesting series. Uh, for me, this kind of this kind of came out of nowhere. Um, how did you originally uh, stumble across this series, buddy? I um, I think I I was pretty late at the party. I remember seeing. Uh, I was just on YouTube. I was just looking at as I do, looking at like uh, best greatest anime fight scenes. Um, all <laughs> kinds of other stuff on YouTube that I like to watch. And um, the episode where Yami fights 
Uh, Vito? No, not Vito. Um, is it Lich? Oh, Lich yeah, Runner. yeah, yeah. Lich. Yeah. Um, that, that had just come out. So this, this compilation video had shown that fight. And I thought, oh man, that is the wildest shit mm. I've seen in a while. So I got really interested in it. And then I started reading the manga straight away pretty much. And from there, I've just, I'm up to date now. I'm a big fan of Black Clover. So yeah, that's how I found it. Yeah, you? man, I like, I, I, uh, I stumbled across this like <laughs> super organically. Like it was, um, I was, uh, watching a series on Anime Lab at the time. And I think I just, I just wrapped it up and, uh, Black Clover ha- had maybe seven episodes out of the time, eight episodes out of the time. Like it was super fresh. And I was like, um, I was like, I had nothing to watch. I just finished up this series. I can't, what was it? I can't even remember the series I was watching. Um, but yeah, and I chucked Black Clover on. Basically, it was the first thing I saw after I finished this series and I just hit the button, you know, go. Yeah. And I, I watched the first three episodes or the, the first four episodes and was just kind of, not bored, but just super disappointed by it. Like, I feel like, um, like it's, yeah, the like Aster and Yuno were at the start were just, you know, two very broad archetypes that we see throughout all anime that I didn't care about. The yeah. world building in the first couple of episodes wasn't really crash hot. I was just, yeah, I was just not a fan for it. So I, I put it away straight away. Like as soon as I watched, you know, the three episodes, I just put it down and was like, yeah, I, I, this is not for me, not for me, not for me. And I think it wasn't till Josh or maybe you mentioned it in a group chat we're in. Yeah. And you guys were reading the manga. And I was like, okay, well, I could, you know, in my head, I was like, I can I can put, you know, the same amount of time into watching a few episodes. I'll put that into reading the manga and I'll, I'll get further ahead and see if, it, you know, if there is something in this. And honestly, I was absolutely shocked at what this series grows to become because it is, wow, this, like, whew. If there's a reason people are saying that Black Clover is one of the biggest series coming out right now. Because yep. where the manga goes and where the anime is eventually going to end up is insane, legitimately insane. Yeah, yeah it's um, it's crazy. Um, it's it's so good. Yeah, especially when like uh, halfway or three quarters of the way through the manga, you really think it's finished, and then uh, they they kind of surprise you with an, an, another extension of the entire main story. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. without any without any um, manga spoilers, I um I got up to that point. Uh, where you just said, like, where you think it's finished. So I've read to that point, and I know it continues, but I haven't read past that. Oh. But even even up to that point, it is, it is, it's it's so, it's so good. And it's, it's amazing to me for a show that starts off so basic, run-of-the-mill, and it wasn't doing anything new or interesting. Yeah. The way they turn that into something that's doing, doing something that's so unique in the in the anime world in the manga world well, not so much unique but i think they're just doing it the best maybe yeah i think yeah. well the show i i read a fair bit about how like everyone was a bit iffy about the first few episodes and then it just it just ramped up right away um it, honestly i think cuz like i've watched all the i've watched all the available episodes out um, as of now, I know it's sim casting at the moment, so I might not be might not be up to you know the most recent. Um, but yeah, man, I would say the first oh, maybe twenty episodes of the first season are lackluster shown in anime. Like, there's yeah, nothing rubbish, 
really like if I hadn't have read the this uh, if I hadn't read the manga, I would not have made it through the fifty two episodes there are in the first season. Like I just wouldn't have. Okay. Yeah. Like it was only because I knew what was coming that I that I you know fought my way through it and and rewatched it. And admittedly, on my second or third rewatch of this, I think it's my third rewatch for this episode. Yeah, on my third rewatch of this. Admittedly, I found it a lot more engaging because you can kind of see the the little nuggets of storyline, the little dots of storyline that yep. you know are going to connect into like a bigger thing. Yeah. But on the first watch, you're not going to get that. So yeah, it's it's a it's a tough one. Yeah, there's there's he- there's heaps kind of um, yeah, there's definitely like little little cookie cookie trail kind of left throughout it, um, mm. and having the understanding of what's to come kind of when I was reading through it again, I was like, I, I enjoy this more the second time I'm reading through it than the first time yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, which, yeah, I, which I was surprised at because that doesn't really happen a lot. If I reread other, um, I think when I reread Demon Slayer, I really liked it, but there's others where I just, mm. I just kind of get bored of it and I end up just swiping right through. Um, yeah, I, I recently have done a reread of One Punch Man, and the second time I was completely <laughs> flat the whole time. Yeah, I it just there was nothing. I, yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe because it's a comedy, and jokes don't land as funny the second time. Yeah, I don't know about reading. I've watched I've watched season one of One Punch probably four or five times, and um, oh, watching's different. Watching completely that different. is spiritual. Yeah, yeah, watching definitely. that is. <laughs> There's watching One Punch that. Man is. What, watching One Punch Man while you're like three or four beers deep or, you know, under the influence of something is as close to religion as I have. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is insane. Yeah, no, it's a lot of, we'll have to, we'll do an episode on that. I think, I think Tyson would oh, really yeah, like sure. to do that as well. I th- yeah, I think we're planning on doing one of those around Christmas, actually. That man, we've got a lot fun. of stuff coming up, man. A lot of stuff on the slate coming up, by the way, dogs. You know, keep, your, keep your ears to the ground. Bunch Plenty of stuff happening. <laughs> yeah. I have a um, question. So, I have a question. Yeah. As someone who's read and watched, how frustrating was Asta screaming all the time? Uh, pretty frustrating. Yeah. You know, you know what's crazy? Asta's English dub is better than his sub. Oh, really? Yeah, it's better. It's just better. Like, uh, uh, there's something about the tone, the the general uh, kind of swagger that the voice act, the English voice actor brings into Asta. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just better. Um, yeah. Asta screaming. Asta does scream a bunch. Hey, he's, he's the screamiest the boy in anime. I don't know why they did that. Um, like, obviously it's to, it's to really show like his enthusiasm, but eh, is it necessary to make him scream mm. in every episode? <laughs> well, it almost feels like, okay, so we, let's talk about Astra and Yuno because I feel like those two are the reason I struggled with this series so much to get into it because yeah. when you're introduced to them, I mean, we've we've mentioned it, uh, like Astra's screaming all the time. And for me, that's that's an archetype that's taken from your, you know, your big shonen animes, your Naruto's, your DBZ's, you know, your over-enthusiastic main male protagonist who's almost hyperactive and kind of... Clear Super bombastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you've got Yuno, who's the exact opposite, and, you know, he's more your Vegeta, your Sasuke, you know, your Kaiba. I don't know, your Brock. Not Brock, your Gary, <laughs> sorry. Gary, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, you're too cool for school, you know, handsome, strong, you know. And for yeah. me, like, those two character types are the most boring and played out in all of anime. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd agree. I mean, it's... You can you can tell, like, all, all these authors really have, like, strong influence from the OGs. Mm. Um, yeah. But it, 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 it's just something that pops up too much. I agree, way too much. But um, That being said, I noticed it heaps in the first couple of episodes, but them as characters grow to become something so much more than that archetype and yep. I would say that they only fit into that little mould for maybe the first 20 episodes or not even yeah yeah 20, 15 uh, I'd, I'd push it out to the whole <sighs> well personally I'd probably push it out to the whole first season um, yeah but they, but they but they quickly build you quickly learn that like they've got a deep respect for each other as well I, and I um, think that's what makes it so good and what makes you get so invested is the fact that it's not a rivalry out of bitterness. It's a rivalry out of compassion. They're both very compassionate people towards yep. each other yep. and they're pushing each other to get better so they can get better. It's, it's, it's very loving in yeah. a replicated way. It's not Asta loving, you know, and you know, being a dick or, you know, you know, loving Asta and Asta being a dick, you know, they always have, you know, have this strong bond connection that it feels like can never be broken. Yeah. And I, d- I don't know if it ever will. I mean... Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I, I, do, I do... Even though, like, you do have, like, Naruto and DBZ with the hyper-competitive duos, they work really well together for the hyper-competitive duo because yeah. they're, they're, they're very aligned, whereas mm. Naruto, Sasuke are completely not aligned... Uh, Vegeta is super stubborn, whereas these guys are super aligned towards the one goal. They're just going about it a little bit differently, or they're they've been put in positions where they can't go at it together. Yeah, um, and and also their not only their goals aligned, but their uh, moral values are aligned, which is something you don't see a lot with these you know this rivalry um, set up because you know yeah. usually one of them is is you know I hate to use this term, but you know neutral good and one's you know neutral evil and you know what i mean like it yep. they fall into those separate camps they of, represent you know, the two types the two sides of the coin yeah exactly yeah. but astra and you know they're both they're both compassionate you know caring people that want to do the right by everyone yep. and become this you know the wizard king this this symbol of hope and peace for this this world yeah so it's it's good to the same person so they yeah, exactly. The same figure, so yeah, it is good, and, and it's it's really great. And they do a lot of good um, symbolism. Not so much in this first season, but in later seasons, a lot of um, a, a bit on the nose symbolism, but still great symbolism. You know, all the same of yep. two halves of Aster and you know becoming one, and you know uh, a yin and yang and kind of thing. And uh, yep. that that is something I really enjoy about this season, uh, this series as it as it goes on further. But that's 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 in the future. Which I'm excited about because I'm so excited about this. Dorks, this I'm literally doing doing this season mental. one episode. I'm like, fuck! I'm keen to do season two. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Like, without a doubt, this this entire series is definitely deserves to be up there with one of the best um, because it goes mm. off its head later on. And right yeah, now, and, you and have, you're, you're not up to date, and bro, you are missing out big time. It is. Oh man. 
There's so many series <laughs> that I'm not up to date on, and everyone yeah. keeps telling me I'm missing out. You've got to read the manga, bro. That's where Man. it's at. That's where us elites I know. are. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> um, so, in this first season, well, not so much. Yeah. Well, in this first season, we've got the basic kind of plot line that almost any fighting power shonen follows where it's introduce the characters, build their power, join, a, you know, something, you know, whether it be a fighting team or a, a ninja team or, you know, whatever. In, the, in this, in this yep. world, it's a, a magical knight's guild. Yep. And I think in that entrance exam in the magical knight's guild, and I think it's like episode nine, maybe even episode five into this, there's the first glimmer, for me, the first glimmer of what this series is going to grow to be, and that's with the introduction of a, a character called Yami, the leader of the Black Bulls. The man. The man. I love Yami so much. <laughs> he's amazing. Oh, is he sensei? Oh, he's senpai for sure. <laughs> Um, but the, the thing that, and that glimmer of hope for me was, um, so during that magical entrance exam, uh, the basic premise is, you know, they're showing off their powers and then the, the leaders of the magical guilds choose whether they want them in their guild or not. And Asta goes up and because he has no magical powers, like literally none, except for this demon slayer sword and a body that is in... The best physical shredded as you know. <laughs> Yami's probably the only so... person that's built better than him, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. And um, and you know, uh, Aster's presenting his case as to why he wants to be in, and it's really heartfelt and compassionate. And Yami comes down and it kind of berates him and berates him that you know you can't do this, you don't have magic, you 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 know, and you see Aster not give up and push forward, and Yami goes right, join me with the Black Bulls come push past your limits and let's make you the wizard king. And it's that moment where Yami, who's this, who's this almost father figure, immediately goes, right, if you're determined, let's do it. Yeah, let's do I'm it hoping. now. Yeah. And, like, I got tingles and it was, just this, it was just that little glimmer where I'm like, oh, okay, so this is what this series is. This is the series. This series is, is the linchpin of this series is, one person's pure determination against all the odds and his immediate ability to convert people to his, you know, determination, to show people how determined he can be and yeah. to get them on side. And, yeah, that, that for me is the glimmer of hope in this, in that first couple of episodes. And I feel like it, it's something I grasped onto and yeah. it kind of propelled me all the way through. And, yeah, it's really great. Yeah, the the whole the whole underdog story. Um Mm. Yeah, he's. Are there any moments like that for you in the first season, or definitely when when they're getting their um when they're getting their grimoires, I um when Asta doesn't get a grimoire and uh you know walks past him and says ridiculous, like and you think oh he's yeah. he's actually he's making fun of him, but then once uh, Asta pulls the sword and saves him from um. That the guy that bound you know and tried to steal his grimoire, yeah, the chain. Then he's then he chain says, magic guy or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then then you know says, I knew it was ridiculous. You didn't get a grim like a grimoire. I was like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So 
even though even though you just made us think that like oh he he wants to get one up on him no he's his best friend um yeah exactly I, that, that was when i was like okay i like their relationship right now um they they have some really great moments throughout the whole series like um the bronze magic user that Asta destroys in that entrance exam goes <laughs> to goes to yeah I, I love that fight but um when he after the fight he's all bitter and he goes to poison him with some copper gecko thing yeah and you know it's just like get it do, it doesn't even say like leave him alone he just goes he faces him stops him and he goes Asta is out of your league yeah <laughs> you need to leave and it's like yeah yeah, you, and it's it's that moment where you realise, oh, Yuno knows that he doesn't need to protect Asta. Asta was going to... There's no way that guy was ever going to hurt Asta. Yeah. Asta's out of his league. Yuno was just there being like, no, you've underestimated this kid. Like, And, and it's yeah. that relationship that I feel like is the is the, the, the heart of this series. That it makes this series something super special. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a big turnaround considering when you're first introduced to it, you're like, ah, oh, screamy kid, snobby boy. Mm. And then yeah. um, by, the, by the end of it, you're like, I'm really invested in that relationship, and yeah. s- still am. I mean, they ca- that that ca- that duo relationships developed so well um, up until like to date, um, so mm. it's very impressive. But uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. The other the other one would definitely be um, uh, a bit later in the in the season when Noel, uh, with the help of one of the Mer people, like. Um, Finally uses her magic in the right direction. Yeah, wow. Her yeah. Um, using her um, water magic for the dragon twister. Oh, man, all the magic names in here are yeah, so dumb. Dra- her her dragon big dragon thing. attack, Yeah, which, like, it, like, rips off half of Vito's, like, whole body. Oh, wild. It, so, and as a third character, um, yeah, you'd, you'd say she's the third character for sure, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, Although she's she doesn't probably have that relationship most, with you yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, the extended cast of this series all feels super important. Where the point you could probably make a make a call to say that you know any of the members of the Black Bulls are, are third characters, given the episode that they're in. You know, yeah. Like there was definitely parts of the series where characters like uh, Manga and Luck, for me, were as important as 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 everyone else. Um, but before we go into the other Black Bulls, because yeah. I know we've got Getting a lot to talk about. <laughs> I just want to do a quick little talk about the actual world building that goes on in yeah. on in Black Clover. So, for me, this was the f- my first experience with a super duper magical based um, sh- like anime or manga okay. series. I hadn't really experienced any before, and I've experienced some more since. Um, yeah, but for me, this was my first introduction to like a super magic heavy uh, anime. So, what did you think about the world building? In this series, like the whole grimoires and whatnot, I I love the concept. I love the concept that like everyone has a chance of attaining it. Mm. Um, I I also, I also thought that um, the whole bloodline thing added some richness to the world building. The fact that okay, okay, there is there is castes. There's yeah. there's literally royal bloodlines. Uh, they're they're pre- predetermined to have strong magic. Um, so. That that played in very well with the whole royal houses, um, the upper houses as well. Um, so that 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 built 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 the good culture of the city. Um, it was quite it was quite understandable from there. Um, other world building, I like I liked how um, they have the different 
the different um, nations. I didn't like that they were just named after suits of of cards, but yeah. So we we only get what Clover and Diamond in the first season. Yeah, Clover and Diamond. Nations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um so... what did you kind of think about the way that they you know utilize their magical abilities? Like a lot of it seems to be. Um, standing still creation magic with the exception of a few characters. How do you, how do you feel about that? I thought it was alright. I can't remember whether I did read Fairy Tale before. So that would have been my first magical influence like manga yep. I think was Fairy Tale. And it's not off a spell book kind of stuff. It's like it's like using the body. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And they do like a lot of stuff with magical circles and stuff. Like a magical circles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. whereas this is definitely much more caster magic. Mm. Um so, with that being said, it, the fight scenes weren't that boring at all. No, and um, for a series where, like, caster magic, as you said, where it's essentially two people standing still on opposite sides of the room, throwing yeah. stuff at each other, it doesn't feel stale because the the magic that they use and the way that they utilize it and stuff, it's all super interesting and super... I don't want to say unique because I don't think it is particularly unique, but it's super... Well, I like the individuality um, of each of their magic. Yeah, um, that's what I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's a plethora of different types of magic. Just put a word mm. and then type and put magic after it, and they've they've probably done it. Brick magic, sand mm. magic, mud magic, slime magic, chain magic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, um, food magic is yeah, something food. that I yeah, fucking love. <laughs> that's your number one. <laughs> you Special out shout out to the um the magical chef who was. You know, when the kingdom was getting invaded, he was just determined to cook the best meal he could. <laughs> Massive shout out to him, throwing down his life like that. Yeah, I thought, I thought, um, some some of them like they were good for comic relief. Some of them were great for just mm. being straight up badasses. Um, so like, um, and the captains, oh, the captains, they were just oh. such. We only get. So who do we see? We see Yami fight. We see the captain of vengeance the as well, towards who? Sorry. Oh no! Do you see vengeance at the end of the season when the clover, uh, the diamond, come in? No, I no, don't, don't think no. It must it's have in, just, just in the that. start of the next season. Yeah, we okay, do see okay. the um, the fire guy, uh, Vin oh, Vermillion, Leon. Yeah, Vermillion. We see them fight, which and he he's really cool. Um, the my one of my favorite magical captains we don't even get to see fight in this in this one we only get a brief interaction with him the 19 year old magical captain who uses paint magic it was just oh, yeah. oof. oh man god i love that young boy yeah <laughs> shouldn't say that on i shouldn't say that on a recording <laughs> device <laughs> fucking so, someone, point someone, on that one yeah someone crop and edit that <laughs> soundbite <laughs> don't do it tyson i know you're the only one who would <laughs> But um, <laughs> yeah, his painting magic's dope, especially in the next season. Yeah. Oh, would it be in the next season or through season three? Yeah, it'd be next season. Um, be next season. Yeah, he, he goes off his head. That guy. Oh, it's really cool. So, did you have a um a magical power that you know you like the most? Like something that? What, what's your favorite? I've I'm always been like fire magic would be like my favorite kind of thing to do, and Vermilion is dope about it, but. Mm. I really, really enjoy how they do the Mercury magic. Yeah, the Mercury magic's really cool. Like, the Mercury rain attack in particular is sick. 
Yeah. Oh, but then also the slime magic completely diverted it. Um, oh, can we pick? Uh, that, can we really pick which one we would? I like? know. <laughs> like for me, I was thinking about this like all day yesterday because it was a particularly dull day at work. But um, uh, mythic beast magic I thought was looked really sick and was utilized a lot different. But um, yeah, like. Out of all the creation magics, like sand magic and the more earthy element magics always looked really cool and yep. something I, I really got into. But yeah, um, Yami's dark magic is... I, I can't go past it, man. I, fuck, I love Yami. Yeah, the Dimension Slash Oh, Dimension so Slash epic. when he's fighting... The, that whole Vito, fight with him yeah. and Vito where you see all the Black Bulls push past their limits and... Vito comes back and he comes out and he gives them all a little bit of encouragement. And then he goes, thank you guys. Cause if it wasn't for you pushing past my limits, I couldn't stand here and push past my Mine. limits. And I'm like, yep. I'm tearing up now. Just thinking about it. It's so <laughs> fucking sick. Yeah. No, I'm going to get Yami tattooed on my face. <laughs> just get the cigarette tattooed on your, on your, coming out oh, of your mouth. <laughs> man, he's so cool. Yeah. He's God. So, but if I was going to pick one, like as, as, as cheesy as cheap as this is going to be, the anti magic like that's that's it's, the shit. yeah that's the, the anti shit. both the both the anti magic swords that Asta rocks in this series are both really and really kind of really different sword designs that we see in a lot of anime like we don't really ever see just like a solid black kind of yeah and I don't know if you're the same but do you picture his you know first sword the first one he gets you do you imagine that one as a blunt I imagine it's blunt. I knew you were going to say that, but it's so funny because like he does hit with it and it does no dam no like slashing damage, but then other times he'll he'll hit with it and he will slash. I think so, it's the tip. I think it's got a sharp tip, but I think oh, it's reckon? a blunt blade. That's what I think it is because I, I was going through it and there is a few points in this series where he draws blood, but it's only on big slashing swings where it looks like the tip's the only thing that's coming into contact. So I yeah. have a, I think that okay. it's a sharp tip and a dull edge, which makes sense because Asta would Maybe. never want a, a sharp edge. Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't fight like that. That's not yeah. his style. Yeah, he doesn't want to cut people in half. No, he, um, he's he's happy to break a, an arm bone though with a big swing. <laughs> oh yeah, Asta's more than happy to crush every rib you have, but God, he doesn't want to cut. <laughs> he doesn't want to see blood. <laughs> Maybe he just doesn't like blood. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we've mentioned yeah. him a few times now, but I, I kind of want to do a, a bit of a deep dive into the the Black Bulls, mate. Yes, because they're they're the the Magic Knight uh, guild we spend the most with because it's who Asta joins. So I've got a list here. Um, so first off, the cap is Charmy with her cotton magic and food magic. Yeah, good. Now, what did Charmy. you think about? Ch- I loved Charmy. So Charmy originally appears as like a a very small child. Yep. And is never really shown to be threatening of any sorts. And then later in the season, as as all these characters are pushing past their limits, Charmy goes through like a weird like evolution thing almost where she snaps and all of a sudden grows heaps tall and gets older <laughs> and eyes glaze over. Yeah. And She's got like a transformation. Of, yeah, and she has some of the like craziest her cotton magic where she uh, it's like sheep's impact or uh, ram's impact or something like that. She just summons a giant cotton sheep and it just three punches it. It's like one, two, KO. And it's yeah. so sick. Massive Love punches Charmy. too. 
But yeah. the food magic's good as well. And her <laughs> and her and her um, completely uh, ridiculous inf- infatuation with Yuno is hilarious. Mm. There's a, a there's a really good point, a uh, good moment in this series, in this season, uh, closer to the end, right at the end where um, the Clover Kingdom's being invaded and Charmy and Asta, who at that point has uh, some broken arms, uh, trying to convince Yami to help let them go with them. Well, Asta's trying to convince Yami to let him go uh, help Yuno on the, on the front lines. And... Um, Charmy steps in and, and goes all serious and goes, as you know, as his superior, uh, I will protect him and make sure no harm comes to him. And then you're like, oh, man, that's really good to see Charmy, man. Charmy's, like, stepping up. doing. And then no. it cuts to her being like, I get to see you know! And I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, okay, that's pretty good. I respect that. Yeah, that was hilarious. Even in the manga, they did that really well. It was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Nah, Charmy, Charmy's great. Um, next is we have... Ganoush or Ganash. Uh, so he has uh, mirror magic. So he Goosh, is Gaush? in love with his sister. I don't think there's an N in there. I don't think his name's Ganash. <laughs> He's not it's, the official English spelling is G A U C H E. Yeah, no N in there. It's not Ganash. <laughs> Ganash. Ganoush. <laughs> you keep saying an N. <laughs> Ganoush sounds too much like douche. Gosh. Gosh. Actually, no, Ganoush sounds like a Swish person singing a basket. Like, ooh, Ganoush. <laughs> Swish. Bro. Bro. That's, anyway. that's offensive to someone. Ganoush, Goosh, Douche, for all I care. This guy mm. is my least favourite character. Yeah, I have. I, I, like, I don't like his, you know, his whole thing of being in love with his sister. Um, like, it's played off for pretty decent comic value sometimes. But the yeah. reveal of his magic where he has his hair is covering one eye and in yeah. that eye is a mirror, dope. that was wicked. That was really That dope. I was like... Because when that happened, like, I just, like, was just a little round of applause. I'm like, well done. That's fucking sick. I, was, yeah. I didn't see that coming. And it's, it's utilised really well. Yeah. I really thought that was going to be a filler episode. Um, well, the chapters. I thought they were going to be filler ep- mm. episodes before that reveal. And then... Um. Yeah. Turns out, massive reveal. He's actually super powerful. He can use his power really well, too. Um, for a like, pow- for a magical ability that doesn't sound too amazing, it's utilized spectacular. Yeah, he's he, crazy when he uses it. Um, it's mm. just the it's just the whole sister thing just fucking kills it for me. Then <laughs> yeah, the nosebleeds. Like everyone knows what the nosebleed means. In anime and manga, and it should yeah, that's be weird, used right? in that situation because it's not used yeah. for anything other than like, oh, like, so, yeah. I don't even don't even need to explain it. Everyone knows what the nosebleed no. means. Um, no. So yeah, I just don't like that at all. Other than his power, yeah. his power is dope though. Yeah, I, I do think he's an a, he's a good addition to the Black Bulls just because uh, I don't know. I think I think for me it's just his power. His power just is so cool. Yeah. But I like Us. I like how um his sister really likes Asta and he yeah. can't fucking handle it. Um and she but finally also, tells him off as well. Also like his sister really liking Asta is that like another layer of well, we know he's always gonna protect Asta because he always wants to go back to his sister and make his yeah. sister happy. And it's that weird little triangle thing where you're like, Okay, <laughs> I get that now. Like it you know. Yeah, they I mean good. they do play it well. I think the nosebleeds is so excessive. 
Yeah, I don't like any nosebleeds in any anime. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Uh, so moving on, the next one is uh, on this list is Finral with his spatial magic. How good's Finral? I love Finral. <laughs> yeah, man, his his um his initial introduction of being this kind of ladyboy player, you know, wannabe kind of um, seductress. No, seductress is for a woman. What would you call a male? Fuckboy. Yeah, Wanting fuck to be a fuckboy? We'll yeah, fuckboy. Fuck <laughs> um, I, I just had no time for it. I was like, oh, okay, this is that character yeah. I have no time for. But when you get his backstory yeah, and his royal cool family bit. lineage, it's really it's really actually quite horrific to stop and actually think about. And his magic's always utilised really well. <laughs> yeah, and um, he's not he's not like super good at it, And but then he'll, he'll like pull out the stops. Um, that The fight at the end against Vito... Uh, is is really cool. Like he really shines there. I thought. Um, yeah, he uses a little bit of comic yeah. relief with Yami. Yami just calls him his taxi or whatever. Um, him, him and Yami, that that um, their combination, like their pairing together, is is some of the best too. Because you always get this sense. Oh, it's just me gonna just talking about how much I love Yami again. But you always <laughs> get this sense that Yami knows what Finral's capable of. Well, I mean, it feels always feels like Yami knows what every member of the Black Ball is capable of. Yeah, but definitely. with for something about Finral, uh, Yami, if for me, it always feels like Yami is is not. He, it never feels like he's pushing Finral to be stronger or be aggressive or use his magic a, as an offensive. He's always pushing. If for me, it feels like he's always pushing Finral just to have confidence. Yeah, and that it's such a weird, not weird. It's such a like a fathering, nurturing thing. And oh yeah. fuck, I love Yami, man. Oh, God. <laughs> you just love that entire that entire mentor vibe. Yeah, singing, I mean, singing. I don't have daddy issues. You have yeah. daddy issues. <laughs> 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 oh, the heartstrings. <laughs> uh, so, moving on to Gordon with his poison magic. Uh, probably gets the least play in this season, but is up there Next with one of my favourite members of the Black Bull. Yep, I think he looks really cool. He's a bit, He's super gothic. Um, his his little kind of thing being that he mutters all the time and yeah. that no one kind of understands him. Oh, and the moment at the end of the series where they all come back from fighting Vito and pushing past the limits and they realise they forgot to take Gordon. <laughs> and it wasn't even till then that I remembered Gordon as well. Yeah, no, you And he's just... <laughs> he's just sitting in the corner, like, mumbling, like, I can't believe you forgot to take me. That makes me I just wanted to... I even bought sunscreen. I just wanted to hang out with you guys. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> it's just it, fucking heartbreaking. I know. I love him. And it's not revealed, but, like, when they reveal his family, I died laughing. And also, <laughs> you don't really get a sense of his power in this season, but when he kind of pushes past mm. his limits and gets a lot stronger, his his poison magic, when it's working at its peak, is like, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So good. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah, good. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, really good design too. Yeah, really he's fine. He'll be um, fine in the next few seasons. Um, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He gets big play in the next season because they kind of forgot him in this season. <laughs> um, uh, next on the list is Grey with transformation magic. Cool. Got nothing. Ish. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I did like the reveal when Grey's initially... Re- um, shown in this series it's this big, big kind monstrous. of behemoth yeah 
And then it's revealed that Grey's actually a little scared girl. And even Yami doesn't know who Grey is. Like, when yeah. Grey finally reveals <laughs> herself, Yami's like, and and who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, yeah. As a character, there's not much to say about it. But I do, I do like how they added a character that has, like, mad body dysmorphia. And her power happened. Well, I, I'm glad that they used that for the person that can transform their body. Um, yeah, it's it's a deep it's a deep character reflection. I thought so. I can appreciate yeah, what they did. It's um, when you like think about it for any longer period of time, it's actually quite a, an incredible character to add into a series like this. Like a, a female character that has one of the most severe cases of body dysmorphia yeah. that I've ever heard. And, but also is surrounded by nothing but love, compassion and respect for them. Yeah. They're all supportive. And not only supportive, but there's even like uh, some older female characters like uh, Vanessa, who we haven't covered yet, who always feels like she's taking um, gray under her wing, almost like a, another mental thing. Mm. Um, which is it's a an exact you know an exact you know kind of position that Yami takes with you know all the other characters that Vanessa steps in and takes it with Gray, but yeah, Gray's Gray's character it's it's I actually respect them for putting in a character like this that has you know this kind of condition. Yeah, it could have been easy to go with like someone with a huge ego that just makes himself look bigger, but it was because she hated her, how she originally looked. So I thought I could appreciate mm. it, liked it. Points for yeah, that. Yeah, and. <laughs> And it's never like Grey's never transforming herself into someone who she deems more attractive or, mm. you know, she feels more comfortable in. She's always transforming herself into other people or this monstrosity that is, is almost not off-putting but unapproachable. So, you know, it's yeah. definitely putting up those walls. And, it, yeah, it's a, it's a really great character type, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the next one on this list I don't think we get introduced to in this season. I might skip him. Who? Um... Uh, Henry, Henry, that's all I'll say. Yeah, nah, next season. So good, though. So yeah. fucking good. Yeah, uh, I love great. him when he comes in. Uh, the next one is Luck. <laughs> With lightning magic. Luck. I fucking love Luck. Bro, he's my favourite character. <laughs> so good. He's, he's so my favourite cool. character. Bro, that scene when they go into the, the temple ruins and he's just like, there's someone powerful up ahead. See you, losers. And, and yeah. he gaps it. Oh, I love I love everything about Luck, and I love his but, power, how he uses it. But also his, like, backstory that the only reason he's so battle-crazy and berserk mode is because it's the only time his mum showed him that, yep. like, any affection. Like, that is heartbreaking. Yeah. It is so heartbreaking. Yeah, she was a bitch. <laughs> Just Luck repeating in himself, like, if you win, mummy will love you. And it's like, mm. oh, fuck me, dude. But also, God, I can't wait to watch you fight more because it's yeah. fucking wicked. Yeah, no, I, I love him. And his character progression is great as well. Um, it, the, just mm. the way he, like, when he equips, like, the Thor, the Thor gauntlets and stuff like that. Like, I love it. Yeah. His thunderclap. Uh, when he, like, fast, when he, like, rapid fires the thunderclap. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, no, his magical ability is really good. And for someone who has this kind of... Uh, creation magic which we see a lot of them have he utilizes his in one of the most unique ways where it's, he uses it almost like armor and yeah. speed it's really cool yeah he can use it like um like on himself and then he can also like project it as well mm. i think he's got and also the control f- of his power yeah Clearly, and also he's, the- been, he's been fighting like crazy yeah and also the fact that his nickname's the cheery berserker like it's such <laughs> a great nickname 
I'd love to be called the cheery berserker. <laughs> the nah, cheery but he berserker. Luck's wicked. Yeah, no, nah, he's one. Of, he's definitely probably my favorite character. Mm. Uh, if I was going to uh, break it down. Next, next on the list is you know Luck's counterpart, uh, Manga Swing. I did not realize Magna. his last name was Swing. Magna. Um, Magna. <laughs> Magna. Yeah. Magna, Magna, like magma, magna, 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 uh, and <laughs> there you he go, has, there you go. <laughs> he has a uh, fire magic, um, but he only uses it to create a bat and balls. And That's all he does. Balls, yeah. But it's wicked, and I love it. Yeah, I, I like hate. It. I I do not like his design though. Oh, you don't? Oh, yeah, it's different. Nah. It's definitely different. It's, but um. Have you noticed that, like, the scar on his head is, like, the same as stitching on a baseball? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah I thought that was pretty yes. cool. I liked his intro uh, when, when Asta swings the balls back at him. Uh, yeah. And then, he's, and then he's just like, oh, I really like you. You just fucking blew me up. Oh, I also, the, I do like his um, hotted up broomstick. I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, funny. I, thought, I thought that was pretty, was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think his... Him pushing past his limits with luck in the the veto fight in the in the water temple it's really good, and also like um it's all and it, the all of the black bulls do this thing where they push past their limits for the sheer fact that they know Asta won't give up, so yeah. they can't give up and it's a, it's a weird thing where they're their men, they're Asta's mentors and they say well we can't in right you know in good faith call ourselves his mentors if we're giving up first. Yeah, you know, let's yeah. let's they do just, this. Just, and, yeah, really, they've just got this like they've got this ingrained thing where they can't they can't lose to like the the manaless boy. No, exactly. They've grown up in this culture yeah. where like if you don't have mana, you're a peasant. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, I think well, that yeah. plays into it. Uh, next on the list is uh, Noelle Silva with her water magic. So she's the other rookie <coughs> along with Asta in the uh, Black Bulls. So what did you think of Noelle? I thought she was a stuck-up bitch at the start. <laughs> yeah, I did but, not like her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like you find out like she's royalty as well. She's not just a mm. noble house. She's actual royalty. Um, yeah, well, she's got the last name Silver. They're like the biggest royal family in 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 Black Clover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, they, she quickly becomes a, a pretty a pretty pretty hot favorite. Um, she got a she's got a sad sad backstory. Um, she's also got like a clear limit that she needs to get through, which she does in the first season, uh, which is just yeah, I, her magic. I actually kind of liked that that her she had this seemingly endless supply of of mana to draw from Mm. just no ability to like she could control it but she just couldn't aim it like directional and that seemed like almost at that point in the series i hadn't actually thought about that like not only would you have to you know develop skills to control contain and refine your abilities but also you'd have to have some sort of accuracy like you'd have to be able to You know, and it, it's such a simple thing, but it makes sense that you know someone would struggle with that, and and she's that person, you know. Yeah, and unfortunately, she's just in a house household full of royal jerks that don't want anything yeah. to do with her. Um, and there's very few characters with the last name Silver that I like. Yeah, not definitely not in the first two, maybe no, three not in the first seasons. season, yeah, um, or maybe towards the third and the fourth season if they get that. Um, mm. They'll, you'll, you'll kind of come to like them a little bit, but they're just a bunch yeah, there's of jerks. L- 
there's one there's one that I know that I, I, I grew to like by the, the wrap-up of the manga, or at least where I wrapped up on. Um, he was wicked. But, yeah, yeah, Silver is like a dirty word in the first first season. Yeah, yeah, they're just a bunch of bastards. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. no, Noel, Noel's fantastic, to be honest. By the end of the... I, I really liked how she can, she protected all those people from uh, Vito as well. Um, but also, they, like, they, it's not a cop-out when she does that. Like, sometimes I feel like yeah. uh, when someone's holding back and protecting or healing, like, it's a bit of a cop-out in these series. Like, um, but with her, it really felt like she was legitimately putting her life on the line to, you know, there felt like there was um, weight behind the actions she was doing. Like, there felt like there was definite yeah. consequences for her actions in that scene, which was, was sick. I, I loved... I loved who Noel grew to be by the end of this season. Yeah, and that water dragon attack that blew off half of Vito's arm. Mm. Oh my! Mm. That was probably that was pro- that might have been other than the fight between Yami and Lich. That probably would have been my favorite moment when she blew his yeah. arm off. Um, it's wicked. It's that really was, that wicked. Was like a tingles, especially moment. because like we've seen a few characters do this in the first season where they kind of expel all their manner and they kind of beef up to this, you know. To show their like their true potential, we see Yami do it in the um, in the entrance exam with Asta. He kind of like yeah. expels all his manner and shows how just horrifying he is. Yeah, well, and we see that. Noel, we see Noel do it, and it's kind of like oh, and everyone stops him, but goes like, oh, that's Noel. That's who Noel actually is. You know, yeah. yeah, that's who we've always known she is, and now she's showing everyone else. It's, yeah. it's really great. I really liked it as well. We you haven't talked we haven't really talked about him but I really liked it when the diamond mage from um, the diamond kingdom like his his ability was actually uh, creating the gems Mars? the gem magic Marth yeah that's it Marth yeah um, I loved it when they, like he just wouldn't go down and then he kept he kept like beefing up and just using all of his magic he'd rather die mm. than lose um, so that's a, a that's a really good little arc in the first half of this season yeah fantastic how many episodes does that take up. Because it's about 10 chapters, um, I think, 15 chapters. Yeah, I think it'd be about five. Yeah, about five or six. It's a, it's a really good point because you get a, a lot of good interaction with Luck and Astar, yep. Noel, and also uh, you see Yuno with his... Is he in the Golden Dawn? Golden Dawn, yeah, and he gets... He, uh, yeah. That's where he finds the, the wind element. Yeah, and he's with um, two other characters from the Golden Dawn, a girl whose name escapes me, who um, and she's a, um, Noel's cousin. Yes, that's it. And the steel the guy magic. who uses yes yeah, steel magic, and I I liked their their dynamic as well in that little group, and that being played off with the dynamic in the Black Bulls yep. was it was a really good really good arc because you got you know two sides of very different coins, and it, it was really good. There's a stellar arc in that in that first little series, first little uh, half of the season. Yeah, they it, they wrapped it up perfectly. Where the two, like the Steel Mage and um, Noel's cousin, by the end of it, they're like, oh, like we're so, we're sorry that we said all these things about like Asta and Noel because they were like, oh, no, these guys are capable, very capable. Mm. Um, we were wrong. That started. That was like the start of the theme where Asta was going to prove everyone wrong. He was yeah. going to prove yeah. that. So that was like the little the little flame that was lit. Um, so I thought that that arc is definitely one of the great parts of the, the entire season. Um, and it's also like a continuous trend we see throughout this of Asta making friends out of enemies, but like not like weak, not like pathetic friendships. Like 
his Truly. bond that he makes with that steel user who I can't remember his name um, is felt throughout the whole first season. Like you see yeah. that steel user, that magic user from the, the Golden Dawns, you see him actually caring and worrying about Aster in the in the future and he yeah. um he's wears his relationship with Aster on his sleeve almost like where he's He's, he's one of Aster's biggest supporters and, and, and fanboys almost by the end of yeah, the season. Yeah, he is. It, Klaus, it's Klaus. Klaus, that's it. Klaus Thank and you. Mimosa. Mimosa, yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, next in the list, we still got to go through this list. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Vanessa. Vanessa with thread magic. So I was very unimpressed with her at the start of this series because I thought she was going to be the token fan service character. And she mm. kind of is still throughout the series, but and it it doesn't happen in this season. It happens in the next season. But when she, her magical ability grows and deepens, and we get a lot of her backstory in the in the witch forest, oh man, oh yeah. man, she's a boss. Yeah, but her thread magic is utilized really good in this season, and um, she seems to have the closest relationship with Yami too. Like, feels like she's yeah. known him the longest. Um, and he's got he's got like this um, kind of unexplained deep respect for her as well. Yeah, it's he puts he puts up with her shit like. But almost it treats her like a two I C of the Black Bulls. Like, yeah, it feels like when he's not there, she's in command, which is crazy because you never put a drunk in control of anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that was um, I, yeah, because I because like I've I've done fairy tale before. It kind of didn't click with me. They they just because there was another like there's another drunk in that as well, and I was like, oh, they've copied it a little bit. It feels like um, like another drunk drunk female character, and you're like, oh, it's oh, just there is too, and she's yeah. always wearing a bikini. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, here we go again. Like this is familiar. Um, but yeah, as soon as you get that backstory, and then that's what they do great in Black Clover is the give you the backstories yeah. which are all rich they're all a ragtag bunch of people that have been through a ton of shit and well um, it just lends it lends credence to the fact that yami handpicked the black bulls because he handpicked and like he didn't pick them on power like he did pick them because they're strong and powerful but it feels like he almost picked them because they were broken yeah and it's again, it's this father figure mental thing that fucking shoots me straight through the heart where it's Yami picking up broken people and making them whole again to show their pure potential. Yami, I wish you were my dad and I wish you raised me and I feel like I'd be a better person if you were in my life. Anyway, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I'm gonna Man, get, this episode's... I just real, I'm, I'm going to buy you for your next birthday a body... A, a uh, Yami body pillow. That's what I'm. Uh, no, if you could just get the the Japanese and the English voice actor who voiced Yami just to record a little thing telling me that it would be okay and oh, I can do it. A cameo. I f- oh, I wonder if I can get them to do a cameo. That would actually be really cool. <laughs> that would. That. Yeah. I. I, I <laughs> yeah. Life would be good. <laughs> um, <laughs> the last person on this list is Yami, but we don't really need to talk any more about him. Uh, there yep. is a few more members of the Blackpools we get introduced into the next season. Um, uh, one in particular who quickly climbs the ranks in my very popular list. Um, Zora? Uh, yeah, I fucking love yeah. Zora. <laughs> he's so fucking cool. Yeah, he's, yeah no, it's going to be enjoyable um, to see mm. him in the anime. Um, yeah, Zora, Zora, Zora's fantastic. But we don't need yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, yeah we, we don't need it. We'll get into that in the next one. Um... I do have 
some questions for you, buddy. Going yep. through that. Um, so, who out of all the black bulls is getting it the most for you? Who who who's the the cream of the crop for you, buddy? And take Yami out because I'm taking him out of my equations as well. <laughs> okay, so no Yami, yeah. No, I'm going to go with Luck. I'm going to go yeah. with Luck every day of the week because I, I love his, his craziness for battle. Uh, I, he, personally, I like his use of magic the most as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, his character design is is pretty. Uh, his character design is pretty generic, but the way the way he looks when they equip like his lightning onto him, I think it looks really boss. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll put, yeah. put luck as my number one. Yeah, for me, it's a, it's a dead tie between uh, Charmy and Luck. Um, I think Charmy is probably one of the best comic relief characters I've seen in modern anime. For for me, it feels like she her comic relief moments hit the hit the mark more often than not. Yeah, uh, which is something I can't funny. say. Yeah, which is something I just can't say for a lot of comic relief characters in in a lot of anime. Um, and luck, man. You said you said it. You said everything I needed yeah. to say, man. Took the words out yeah. of my mouth. He's, he's great. Is it? Is there anyone in the Black Bulls that you don't like, or is there anyone that you would take out? Oh, I'd get rid of uh, Goosh the douche. Um... Uh, I'd keep him because I love him. <laughs> I love his and, power. Uh, and uh, honestly, like uh, I don't really find Gray that interesting either. Okay. Um, even through the manga, yeah. I'm not too. She's just. She doesn't have her, yeah. I just if I had to get rid of anyone, it'd be those two. And then um, I'd probably go yeah, luck, and then um, Magna, just because they're a duo. Um, they're quite cool. Yeah, they they those two play play off. Yeah, for me, Goosh the douche and um, Ingr- oh, Gray, I would keep because uh, I find some moments with her genuinely quite touching. Uh, You'd get but rid yeah, of Goosh Magna. the. What's that? You'd get rid of Magna, wouldn't you? Of course not. No, I wouldn't. I'd oh, no, get rid of his dumb haircut. <laughs> um, I'd get rid of his dumb haircut, but that's about it. No, I'd go, yeah, goosh the douche. You said it, man. Like his um, the nosebleeds just just make it a bit a bit too much for me. Um, man, I think that's all. That's all I've got to say on Black Clover. It's a it's a phenomenal phenomenal series that starts off as that's that started off as something I, I thought I was gonna hate, grew into something that. I genuinely love, um, and yeah, I, I can't think of a series in in recent anime that has affected me as much as Black Clover has. Especially a fighting shonen for a fighting shonen to make me feel this much, for a fighting shonen to make me cry yeah. this much is fucking bullshit. <laughs> I don't need to cry as often as I do when I'm watching Black Clover. I don't like. I don't go to a fighting anime to cry. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, keep it doing it, obviously, because I want to do it more. But stop it! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I got to, I got to say, what what do you think? The the eye of the midnight sun. Did you think? Yep. Did you like how like um, powerful they all were? Or yeah, I mean, well, Vito, Vito, the the kind of main one we spend time with at the end of this series, um, with his mythic beast magic. I I found his constant need for despair a bit dull and um, neurotic something we've seen we see all the time in anime that uh, yeah I don't I don't really like that trope uh, yeah. but his design and his power set mm-hmm. and his kind of uh, rawness was something I, I really enjoyed his his design in particular this kind of meat mountain of a beast with the sharpened teeth and the claws and yeah very animalistic 
was something I really liked. But um, yeah, I, I, the Eye of the Midnight Sun is a, I really a great liked, villain. Um, I really liked Raya, how he could copy magic. Um, yeah, and it, you left with this is one thing. I, I, in the anime, does he break the fourth wall? Because he does in the manga. The manga. At the, I don't right think he does in this. I don't think he did in this season. I don't even know how much play we get with him in this season, to be honest. You know how you know how they're breaking into their their mind to figure out the um who who's the traitor is after they capture two of them. Yeah, I don't think he breaks the fourth wall. In the manga, it's worth mentioning he he turns around and breaks the fourth oh, wall. He does too, doesn't he? He, he asks it. the audience, "Who do you think? Which captain do you think I was um, imitating?" Um, like pretending to be that yeah. fucking killed me I hated that so much yeah I hate fourth, fourth wall breaks wall. in basically every media I it made no absolutely no sense to me at all mm. why they yeah. broke and they didn't do it for the rest of, they have not done it since um, probably because they did cop a lot of shit for it um, but I'm not oh, gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let them get away without me mentioning that that was that really made me mad. Did you like Sally, yeah. the slime magician, the real? Oh man, one? the the her slime salamander is oh it's it's so the design of it is so off putting yet so great. Like I, I love yeah. the color. I love its uh, like gross gloopiness. Uh, I I love her and she reminds me a lot of uh, Hanji from uh, yeah, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Similar similar vibes, but I feel like her character type is much more suited to her, or to the to the series she's in. Almost like sometimes yep. Hanji can feel a bit out of place in the in the world of Attack on Titan because that world is so grim, and how could you ever not just be grim in yeah, Attack on Titan? Cheery, where, weird um, scientist. Yeah, where where Sally is so bombastically happy and great. Oh, um. While we're talking about great happy characters, the the current wizard king in this oh, in this series, Julius? oh man, Julius, him fanboying over people's magical ability is, and him taking the role almost of the viewer and how we fan over over magical abilities is it's so great. And every time <laughs> he flexes his powers, it's he has some of the biggest big dick energy I've ever seen, and it's so great. <laughs> Fuck, I love it. I man, I love when he freaks out over magic as well. Like <laughs> you get the flashback of when he meets Yami. Oh yeah, him he meeting Yami's great. <laughs> it's hilarious. His eyes go that they do the real big mm. eyes and yeah, his enthusiasm's hilarious. Yeah. Um did you like the battle between Yami and Lich? Was that a standout for you? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed well, is it. Is he fighting Lich or is it Patoli? Um, the other elf, um, the other elf-looking eerie guy. I can't remember now. Uh, no, he's fighting Lich for sure. He's fighting Lich, yeah. Um, yeah, but there, it, it, there's not a lot of that battle in this season, actually. Like, um, uh, like it, it, you do see it obviously, and it, it is a big point. But I don't know. I think because I've I recently wrapped up watching this series, the the last arc is so firmly planted in my brain. Like it's just yeah. Like I finished I finished those last couple of episodes in the last couple of days, and like. Man, that last the Water Temple arc is oh, it's so great. Yeah, did you like? I really liked the brother and sister. I thought it was sad how like um, Vito went for her throat oh, man. and his legs. 
He's brutal bastard. The scene of him just like jabbing her throat is mm. horrific. Yeah. Horrific. And like he got he got exactly what he wanted. He got the despair straight away cuz he mm. he hit he hit the critical points. Um, yeah, took his leg and her throat. It's pretty rough. It was intense. Yeah, it was intense. Um as a as a as characters they're fantastic. I really liked how she spoke to Noel telepathically as well. Yeah. Good friendship yeah, relation no. that they've built there. Yeah, just a just a the that great kind of um uh, I don't know if there's a term for them, but like characters who uh, appear in an arc and, you know, leave or teach, you know, uh, lessons to our main characters that tend to follow on through the whole series. Like, Noelle really feels like she learned a lot from her and took a lot from her back with her when, when, when that arc was finished. And yeah, yeah. which is a, a great example of how to write characters that only appear for a short amount of time. Yeah. Like, Fucking get to the point, make it feel like make you feel, and then fuck off. That's all you got to yeah. do. Yeah, they're really good. Really good. Connected the characters. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, we've we've banged on about Black Clover for ages now. We should probably give our final thoughts, mate. Um, yeah, Black Clover for me is just not getting it. Uh, I just didn't like it. I mean, I just. <laughs> no, I fucking I love this series so much, man. It's crazy. I want to get fucking. Uh, I, all I want to talk about is Black Clover for the rest of this week, man. It's it's fucking incredible. It's so yeah, great. I want a demon slayer sword down my spine, tattooed. <laughs> oh, I was I was looking at I was looking at Black Clover tattoos like a day ago. Hey, like I. I'd get the Black Clover oh. logo for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of filling that. in a bit in my arm right here with some black clover nonsense. Um, yeah, you're gonna get black clover. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get Yami. Well, you should at least get his <laughs> katana with the black, the dark magic. Oh off yeah, it. that would be cool. The dark purplish essence coming off it. Mm. Yeah, that would be so really pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty. Uh, well, so Phil, black clover's getting it for you, mate. You got black clover is getting it. It still gets you it to this day. There's there was a new chapter a few days ago. Where it's at right now is mind blowing. Um, so so the anime viewers have got years of good content to come. Um, That's so, so yeah, crazy to think about that we get so much more black clover. Yeah, there's and so it, much. To and come. I know that it only gets better, which is wild. It's so yeah. good to know how much good stuff we've got coming to us. It's yeah, Man. with the length of season one, there's at least going to be four seasons with what we've got so far, and it's nowhere near finished. So, five. I reckon this this entire series might wrap up around five or six, probably five if they do what Attack on Titan has done and shortened it. But um, yeah, yeah really excited to see what they do with the rest of the uh, the anime because there's there's just the most epic battles coming. Uh, the final of this first massive arc. Uh, which will probably be season oh, yeah. three to four, is going to be ballistic. There's also a reveal coming, and I don't know if it's the next season or the season after, that when I read it, I was gobsmacked that I didn't see it coming, and it was blended in so well to the anime, so well to the manga, that when it finally did come and when it finally did happen, I was kicking myself for not realising sooner and praising the writers for making it so obvious yet hiding it so well um I, I love it it's it's such a great reveal um, yeah you have to tell me what it is I'll, off there so we don't give any spoilers yeah okay yeah yeah i'll I know see exactly, if i can do it i know exactly what okay you mean. i did a, i did for the listeners yeah. i did a hand signal um <laughs> yeah, an audio yeah that reveals so no amazing that. um 
<laughs> uh, so we, we'll crack on to our next segment, mate. We've got a, a new segment of Getting Mouldy this, uh, this week. So uh, this is the Mouldy Cheese segment. In this segment we, of the show, we, talk about, uh, we take a look back at the various shows that aired on Cheese TV and decide whether it's aged like fine cheese or if it's just plain mouldy. This week on the menu, it's Rocket Power, an American animated television series from the creators of Rugrats. The series aired from 1999 to 2004, making four seasons. Let's go, Rocket Power. Rocket Power. <laughs> Man, that intro slaps so hard. Oh, uh, the right. little the little remix bit in the middle where it's like rocket rock, rock, rock. Oh man. Yeah. Oofed. Fucking love Good that. Memories. Um Yeah, man. Uh so Rocket Power revolves around the day-to-day adventures of a gang of four radical kids. Uh Oswald Otto Rocket and his tomboyish, kind-hearted older sister Regina Reggie Rocket. The brainy newcomer, uh, newcomer and techno whiz kid Sam Squid Dillard, and the dim-witted but loyal videographer Mor- uh, Maurice Twister Rodriguez, who live in the fictional beachside community <laughs> Ocean Shores, California, where they spend their free time playing extreme sports such as skateboarding, surfing, snowboarding, biking, street hockey, etc., getting into various situations and overcoming the trials of challenges of growing up. Man, this show <laughs> fucking rules. It's so cool. Man, back in the day, these kids were the these kids were the coolest cats around. Man, I remember. Oh man, I remember begging for my first skateboard because of this cartoon. Yeah, I begged for a surfboard because of this cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it was, a mi- it was a mix of this and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that made me beg oh, for yeah. a skateboard because, and then. I was young and I only ended up getting like a, a thick plastic like crappy thing that wouldn't even roll. It was hilarious, but this oh, man. Has got so, a lot of um, memories. For uh, Teddy's birthday this year, uh, he wanted a skateboard and my wife Amelia was like, okay, we'll get this. And she, she showed me this kind of like plasticky, you know, kid skateboard. I'm like, far, nah, nah, yeah, nah, nah, not happening. Deal. It was like I took it, went into the skate shop and got like a proper deck, like proper yes. trucks, proper wheels and everything. I was like, no, nah, if he's riding, he's riding in style. Like, it's yeah. so... <laughs> He'll have it for a while as well. It's not going to break it. He's yeah. not going to break it anytime soon, one. so you might as well. But, I mean, this this show, Rocket Power, from the creators of Rugrats, and you can really get that because the animation style yeah. is basically one for one of Rugrats, but a lot more radical. Um, Man, this, this series is really good. Like, going back and watching this, I was surprised at just how good this series is and it it's it's very late 90s early 2000s where everything was radical <laughs> gnarly yeah um but yeah man this this series slaps do you, you remember this series i hope 
Oh, I remember it. I don't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember what really happens. But I, the, I never, I never forget. Especially like the the um, the guy with the dreads really reminded me of like Chucky from the Rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. No. With, all, with a tan. All the character designs in this were wicked. Like my, I'm pretty sure Reggie Rocket was one of my first crushes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Before Nurse Joy and Misty, or after? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Nurse Joy and Misty unlocked things in me for later, I feel like. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, th- this series was, was so good. And, and going back and watching a few episodes, I just... I don't know, man. It's the first series that I've watched in this Get and Moldy segment where I just haven't felt... haven't felt like I've made... I haven't felt like after watching it that I've actively made myself a worse person because of watching it. <laughs> I really enjoyed this, man. This is yeah. literally... You didn't stop it and say, I'm never going to get that back. <laughs> you actually oh, man. about this. Like, I think it was uh, Big Bad Beetleborgs when I did oh. that on for a Get Moldy segment. That you broke me. You sent me through the intro and I watched like five seconds of the the opening episode and I was like, nah, don't man, do that. Man, nah, that, you're like, that I've already watched broke 12 me. Episodes. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> from now on, for the rest of my life, I'll always measure time for myself as... Pre Big Bad Beetleborgs and post Big Bad Beetleborgs because I'm I'm a different person now. I, I I left a part of me in Big Bad Beetleborgs that I'll never return. Like it's that show is fucked. I fucking hate it so much. You're in the New Testament now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but man, this this rocket power, like it's yeah, it's 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 essentially Rugrats but with skateboards and shit. It's so good. It's yep, so it's good and it's. It's so like it's so cemented in that two thousand early two thousand time period where everything feels early two thousands, and it's so unapologetic about being early two thousands. Like it's they went for that aesthetic, they nailed it, they stopped and they left it. That's all. That's yeah. it. That's all they needed to do. I don't need any more of this series. I don't need them now as older kids or anything like that. I don't need to read a fan fiction of who Reggie ends up with because that'll break my heart. Um, <laughs> I just this series four seasons it's fucking nailed it man it's official this is the first thing I've reviewed that is not moldy it's for aged like fine cheese it's aged like fine cheese I've had this on my soundboard since I made this section and I haven't been able to use it yet I'm so excited oh how good <laughs> mm. cover all 9,000 taste bud aerate it warm it up driving up that top note, that cream, pure vanilla, sweeteners. Mm, that's a 10. You heard it here, folks. That's a 10. It's fine cheese. I'm so happy we finally found one. It's fucking happened. Go back this and has watch been a great. This has been a great episode, man. We reviewed Black it. Clover. We reviewed Rocket Power. I'm on the top of the world, mate. This is the happiest I've been in fucking... Days. It's been a shit. It's been a shit week at work, and this is this is the silver lining I've been waiting for. Oh, you've got back to back. You had you had the reveal of Dragon Age and Mass Effect, and oh, now you get man. this. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm still coming down from a high from like I think I was coming down from a high all week from the Game Awards. Like man, I was so hyped, and man, it's been a great episode, dude. Let's uh, let's wrap it up, man. I loved it, bro. Had fun. Yeah, man, it's been wicked to have you here, man. Back-to-back weeks. It's it's always great to have you around. Uh, make sure you guys get on the socials uh, and like uh, the socials at 
Lords of Dorktown on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, the reaction videos to Attack on Titan Season 4 will be going up every Tuesday, so make sure you just get around those if you want to check that out, if that's your thing. And yeah, keep it dorky, guys. Sign us off, Johnny. Keep it dorky, guys. Love, peace, and happiness. You. Ciao.